then um, I'm gonna go ahead and spam your links uh, in the chat. Oh, now Anton about to go live on Darrell. That's crazy. That is crazy. These this is a this is a clown show, homie. I can't do this shit. I'm cool. YouTube. I can't. This is a clown show. I don't know what's going on. I feel like everybody's doing it for subs yeah. and views. And the reason why I was gravitating to you because you don't person that did a reaction, but you held both of us accountable. Yeah. You were in pick size. And the man I'm the way I'm around on pick size. Right, right. And, and, and the man I'm around could take criticism. Like you said what you said. I gotta respect it. Yeah. And I respect it because it's like honestly, like yeah, y'all know he from New York, you know how New Yorkers, and that is how that is how we all perceive. Yeah. And you gotta eat that. Yeah. It is what it is. So, you know, I hope everything works out the way it should work out. Well, I will say this, like from from me to you, you if you can avoid that. The, the riffs and the back and forth like it's a quick way to get view, views and, and subs mm. but it doesn't have much legs outside of that yeah you kind of get tainted and then you kind of get stuck in this box and right. it's like yeah that's not how you want to want to grow your channel i mean every mm -hmm. once in a while you'll have a back and forth with somebody it's bound to happen right but if you're basing your content solely off off that mm -hmm. i mean shit don't it don't cut it you know what i'm saying mm -hmm. so i don't want to do that so no i, I got you brother king hormeku Thank you uh, for for your time and, and hanging out with me. Um, so I came across you because of I, I would say a disagreement you had uh, or a, ba a difference in philosophy that you had with Anton Daniels. But before I pick your brain about that, I want to talk to you because you are the I would say the walking embodiment of um, everything. You are the perfect candidate. That will that could rebuff anything educated guys would have, and then on the other side, those that that know the streets, you are the perfect storm for that, hmm. and you have a very interesting background. You are a graduate of Columbia, right? Columbia and Boston College. Okay, and Boston and, College. And if you don't mind, what what are your degrees in? Oh, so um, first of all, I went to a specialized high school called Brooklyn Tech, okay. Brooklyn Technical High School. Shout out to the, uh, the engineers. I ended up going to undergrad at Boston College, which is a premier Jesuit school. Um, it was formed because uh, they weren't letting Irish men into Harvard. So the Jesuit priests decided to form Boston College in Chestnut Hill, Massachusetts. I received my bachelor's in psychology in, uh, in, at Boston College. Uh, and then I, I went on to work in the industry, music industry, and came back to get my master's in education and curriculum instruction at Boston College. So I'm a double eagle. Um, then I got my third degree after I came back to New York City again um, to to be uh, educational policy and social analysis at Teachers College, Columbia University. Okay. But then it got real crazy after I got my degrees. So um, if you want me to tell you the story, or yeah, if you don't mind, like okay, I don't mind. Yeah, so so um, I'm I'm very I'm very I have a lot of degrees, but be having education. And being intelligent are two different things, right? Education you could pay for, right? right? You could pay for you pay you pay your tuition, 
you get you do your, your due diligence to get into a top tier school, you get in. But I learned from traveling. I was able to travel the world and travel to like 52 countries, 51, 52 countries. So I say 50 plus. And I was able to travel the world. But the way I did it, I'm not proud of. Um, I ended up going to the Fed six years, seven years after I graduated from Columbia. In between that time, I traveled the world, did music, and ended up running for politics in my community. I ran for city council. I saw that, and I, I'm glad you touched right. on that. Okay. I ran for city council, and that's the story of my father's legacy. So if you know my my family, my father, Kofi Omeku, um, and Gloria Obubi, my mother, uh, they are community pillars in Brownsville, East New York. They're both Ghanaian. Um, they came here for school. They ended up having my sister, who's a lawyer, and my brother, who is a big executive in the music industry. Um, so what happened was, it's a shameful thing because no one in our family ever gets in trouble legally. Um, so I ended up being a part of an indictment that stole $4 million from Columbia University. Um, and so it's nothing proud of, you know, but and I used that money not for gold chains and cars, but I used it for cultural capital. I used to travel to Italy to see my first opera. I went to Russia to see my first ballet because as a kid, I always wanted to see that. And maybe because my lack of impatience okay. and that, and greed, which was wrong, I ended up doing things to go to, to achieve those goals of traveling to 50 countries. And because I always felt like a, a, a James Bond or uh, Indiana Jones, a cultural anthropologist. Um, but I was... I ran for election uh, a city council because my community was stricken with poverty. Mm-hmm. Um, my my father runs a nonprofit which is uh, which basically buys uh, buildings and restore buy buildings and restores them and uses the rental income to give scholarships to kids. So we promote sustainability in our community. We're one of the few nonprofits that actually changes the outlook of their community in order to give the money back into the community. We keep the dollar in the community. Like Nipsey Hussle, All In, yeah. they East, they East African, they Ethiopian. Well, we were doing it in Brooklyn. We West African, we were doing it in Brooklyn. The same okay. thing, but quiet. We never said anything about it. Um, we did that, and, I, and and what happened was we weren't, be, weren't able to, to scale that up because of the political powers that were in Brooklyn at the time were the barons in East New York who had a chokehold on that political that political structure in East New York, Brownsville. So what we had to do is have somebody to represent us, and that was me. I ran. I lost bad. But in losing bad, I was able to form a workforce development called Solar Energy, uh, Solar Pioneers, which is basically a sustainable workforce development group for the youth in solar energy. So even when you're lost, I still won. And that's been my whole life. Even when I lost, I still won. And when I lost the election, the feds came. Boom, 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 boom. Never forget it. Um, they came in February, early February. I woke up. They knock on the door. I'm like, what is going on? What's going on? They took me in because apparently the people that got caught, they kept, I graduated with my degree. They kept on doing the same thing and they brought me in. They told on me, cool. It's in my, it's in my, um, my docket, my paperwork. The judge said to me, uh, Judge Nathan said, you are not a criminal, but we have to give you some time because you were associated with that. And because they told me and I didn't tell on everybody. Gotcha. So I have to eat that. I don't like saying, unfortunately, but I swore oath because of the neighborhood I grew in, I can't tell. Now, I'm not a criminal. I'm not, I'm not, but I cannot tell if I, I can't tell 
if I participated and benefited from a criminal activity. Okay, let me stop you there. Right. Is that policy, that code, right? is that detrimental to us as a people when it comes to issues, um, it, you know, you, you know what I'm saying? Right. Do you get pushed back because like, well, man, you should have said something or this is why we don't get, we, we haven't helped progress further along because we always don't want to work with law enforcement to, to, right. to solve issues, anything that, what, what is your take on that? Since My, you've been on, on both sides of that. Both, both, I have friends in the military and, and who are police officers. Okay. Um, if you're a civilian, you could tell anything you want to tell. Okay. I just think it's wrong if you benefited from it and you got caught and you tell. So in your eyes, you, if you, you are a participant in a criminal activity and you get caught, why are you bringing other people into it that didn't get caught? Okay. If you are a civilian, you see something going wrong, you better call the cops. Okay. That's okay. What, that's the life you chose. Right. Now I am, I'm no longer part of the streets, but I still abide. I still, I stay away from trouble. So I don't have to tell. I stay, I stay clear away from anybody yeah. or anything negative because yeah. I'm, I can't tell. So I'm going to go inside because I can't tell. Okay. I took an oath. I'm, okay. I'm, I'm a, a cap officer attorney when we take oaths. I'm also other organizations that I can't really say. Speak and I, I, I say no more. Yeah. So I can't, I can't really, I can't do that. But I encourage everybody crime is not the way, gang membership is not the way. If you are a gang member, please make, try to form a union and do something positive. Do something positive. I'm not promoting that. But if you decide to take that path, stick to it. The cops do it. They got the blue uh, the blue wall. Mm-hmm. They can't tell on each other. Right. They can't. Uh, uh, they got the Socratic uh, oath by doctors. There's certain things you take once you cross that line. Mm-hmm. And I just want men to make informed decisions before you uh, you pledge allegiance to any organization. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying. Whatever organization you join, make sure you know what you're getting yourself into because you will be your your honor will be held to court. Let me ask you this. Are you done with politics? Um, yeah, because the, the charge that they gave me was bribery. Okay. So, and they hit me with so many other charges, uh, like civil suits, where is that if I was to run, I'm starting from a negative. Okay. Um, and I only ran because of, we don't have the right representation. Mm-hmm. I feel like I make a bigger impact, impact being a philanthropist in my community. I feel like, I feel like, I feel like I could do more uh, being a practitioner or being a policymaker outside of the legislative world, in my opinion. That's an interesting take. Can you explain that a little bit, a little, a little bit deeper? Because I'm thinking, you know, we always complain. Well, if you're not in the game, you right. can't change the game from the inside. So if you, right. if you mind getting to well, that, what, 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 what we need to do is, is in every community, we need to be able to have brain trust. Okay. Take the most, most resourceful people in your community, sit down, and come up with structures that can influence the political system instead of being inside the political system. Most people who have money but that don't want to be directly involved with the political system, they, they form PACs. PACs are political action committees. Right. They actually they actually run the show. If you know about them, they actually run the show. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to delve in, d- dive into that too much, but just know that PACs are the ones that give a uh, an exorbitant amount, an oceanic amount of money to politicians to make sure they understand when you get in office, we we know where you're going to be standing or what side or agenda you're going to choose. Mm-hmm. 
Um, I see, I see Chef in the background. Just right. tell Chef to give me about ten or fifteen more minutes because I, I want to get more. Absolutely, on you. No, yeah, he, he know, he know, he's cool. Okay, so um, man, you are like a walking dichotomy to a, to a certain. I can't. Right. No, you'd be a fool trying to put you in a box because you you're so well faceted in every aspect of life. Right. Um, what drives you? Is it family legacy? Is it an inner drive? Mm-hmm. Um, you, you, you know what I'm saying? Especially, are you first, first, second gen immigrant? Correct. I'm first generation. I was, I was, I was, my parents were born up, so I'm first. I should be so. Clear. Is that first part of the, Ghanaian American? Ghanaian. Gotcha. Yeah. So is that part of the motivation as well for you? Um, the motivation is definitely legacy, and I encourage everybody to read a book called uh, "Family Wealth" by James Hughes. Okay. It teaches you about the fact that. If you believe in generational wealth, you know that the person that plants the seed might not see the tree grow. So you have to be have to have that mindset of you might not see the wealth and abundance of your works. Okay, it's a very unselfish thing. Generational wealth is very unselfish. So I believe in that. But I also have this uh, inherent fear of not being great. Okay, I have that inherent fear. I can't. Like, I can't, I have to be great. That's what's up. Um, you wrote a book. Right. In prison. That's why I said I, I turned I turn a negative into prison. I'm, I'm in there uh, gang issues or issues with the CEO, and I'm the only one. You know, so the way the feds work is you, you only have an hour. You, you could type for an hour on, the evening, on a computer. Mm-hmm. And you got to wait another hour to get back on. So oh. every other hour. And you, you can make a phone call for 15 minutes, but then you got to wait another hour other hour to come back in 15 minutes. Okay. Mind you, we're paying for this now. Gotcha. Right? So I'm typing to the lady I'm dealing with and she's selling, she's mailing me copies of my book. I'm typing it or mailing it back. CEOs are stealing it, not making sure I get it. Yeah. They get it. And cause I was, I was, I wasn't, I wasn't a tough guy, but I was definitely a, I wouldn't say a troublemaker, but I was the guy like, you're not who you are. Stop fronting. Yeah. I know, I know, I know who's really real, and you're not one. So they used to, oh, I used to always get into issues. Okay, but I have one rule: you can say what you want, but if you touch me, you, it's not going to be right for you. Mm-hmm. So I have one rule, and it was, it was, I was, I was all right. They, they know I was, I was respected. I was a troublemaker a little bit, but I was respected. <laughs> I was respected. Right. Um. Wow. I'm still trying to process everything that you've been involved in, and that right. you still continue to, to be involved in. Um. Do people peg you the wrong way? Do people, are you still being judged by your appearance, your speech, maybe um, your aura? Does it precede you a lot of times? Because if, if someone sat down and talked to you for 10 minutes, right. they'll be like, okay, he's not, I, I, I'm, I, I had him wrong. Right. And, and if that's still the case, is, is that their problem? Or maybe you think it could, maybe I am, I can appear to be a little bit gruff. I can right. be a tad bit abrasive to people. Right. You know what I'm saying? Because w- when I first saw the video or the little tiff between, you know, um, how, how can I say this? Um, between you and Anton. Right. Right. And I guess the issue was how you came off. And right. I'm like, well, I've been around New Yorkers. That's just how they are. Right. So as a, a person that's been around this country, mm-hmm. you should kind of be like, that's not a big deal. That's just how they are. Right. And can you speak to that as as to why is it a New York thing? People still, you know, New York is a New York. I, I get it. They're rah rah. Right. That's that's the special part about them. But go ahead. Right. I'm sorry. Well, I I, I, I want to say a lot of times people think I'm mean because I don't smile. Well, half okay. of my face is paralyzed. Okay. 
So that's why I, I, I talk like, and, and I have a list too. So it's like, it's the weirdest thing. I was running for office. I couldn't smile. I even had problems commanding Siri to do sh- stuff because gotcha. <laughs> my lips my, so it's crazy, but I don't, I'm not a bad guy. You know, I'm six one and I'm two fifteen. So they probably think, okay, he's, he thinks he's tough, but I'm not, I'm, I'm not a, I'm not a bully. I'm a protector and I'm going to call it out. And I, and I do it from a place of love. I'm the same person that will hug you, but also wrestle you too at the same time. Mm-hmm. But I don't want any issues if the, if you don't want any issues. Should gotcha. I come in peace? Um, I just know at the end of the day is um, being in New York and having this abrasiveness. Remember, I'm from Brownsville, uh, which is probably the worst community in Brooklyn, if not New York. Um, second largest uh, public housing population in New York City. Okay. Right. So it's like you gotta you gotta think where I'm from, and I was a schoolboy. I was a good boy. The, mm-hmm. the gangsters protected me, okay, until they couldn't protect me no more. You understand? Mm-hmm. One thing about the hood: if you stay in your books, you stay in your sports, they're gonna leave you alone for the most part. Unless it's something really envious, they envious of you, they're gonna leave you alone. So I wasn't really out there like that until I got a taste of what money can do, and when I got that taste. It was an insatiable hunger. And this is why I, I encourage parents, even when you have good children who love school, love education. And my parents did a good job. It's just that that insatiable. I wasn't, when I got exposed to it, it's mm-hmm. like I got exposed to it too late. I never had an uncle to say, oh, now I see how my uncle went. Because everybody was good. Yeah. Now I became the uncle like, be okay. careful, you know what I mean? So I became that, but I wish I, I watched around. But it's no excuse. There's no excuse. Um, but yeah, being from New York, go back to your question. Being from New York, you have this abrasiveness, but it's nothing, it's nothing um, that if you sit down and you talk to them and you move with grace and power, mm-hmm. any you could calm anybody down mm-hmm. with grace and power, right? Mm-hmm. I said grace first. I said grace first because power is, is, is the, the reinforcement, like, I'm trying to be nice. Right. But what are we doing here? You know, I'm trying to be nice. Right. So what, what was, uh, what were the other motivations for you writing a book? And for those that haven't had a chance to get to get to it, cause I'm spamming the links yeah. to it. Can you give us a brief synopsis overview uh, of, of the book? Well, the book is, is, a, is a, it's a small book. Loving life, lives of travel. Our, our, um, it's about, it's a, it's 60 affirmations in regards to love relationships and, um, and travel. I was able to travel to Cuba, Russia, Australia, Singapore, Indonesia, and I was able to travel with women, beautiful women. And every trip I went to, I was able to um, jot down an affirmation um, about my experiences with them. This book is the Bible of relationships, the Rosetta Stone of romance. This book is a book for couples to wake up, pick a number from one to 60 and read it to each other and gives a, a, a higher, deeper understanding. Or it's for men and women to actually have a better understanding of where they're coming from on an emotional level. I'm not like Kevin where he where he put where he says marriage is what I'm more into love and romance. Mm-hmm. I still believe in that. I'm a hopeful romantic. And that's the thing. Like I'm the guy like I will I will fight for my girl, but I also will, will take her to read poetry or take her out to dance. And stuff like that. So I'm a romantic person. I'm not into this whole cookie cutter, gotcha, love or stuff like that. Yeah. So you have a a, a fairly 
positive outlook when it comes to man woman relationships for the most part, correct? I have I have an outlook when it comes to a different outlook. I don't be, I believe love and marriage are not synonymous. Okay. But they can't coexist. Okay. Now, I'm not sure how long you've been in the in these spaces. You've right. heard some of the rhetoric. Right. You've heard these guys speak their pieces, their piece yeah. about how men should be, women should be, right. roles, places. Right. The, the, what do you, what do you what do you think? Are these are these niggas crazy? No, I, I come from a traditional household where the father was the lead and my mother followed, but she also led from behind, right? Okay. okay. So it was it was a, a relationship configuration that they both agreed to. I don't care what relationship configuration you or your partner has, but it has to be something that's transparent and you have both agreed to. Okay. And that's the thing. Love is irrational. Love is illogical. Love is emotional. Marriage is partnership. Marriage is planned. Marriage is structured. Can they both coexist? Yes. Are they synonymous? No. I can love someone that I won't ever marry, and I can marry someone I don't love because they're a great partner. Okay. Now, say you're dating somebody and you think she's the one, and I'm I'm using that term loosely. You Mm. think, okay, she would make a great business partner for me, but this woman is madly in love with you. How right. do you have that conversation with that woman and say, look, I, I want to marry you, but from my, my point of view, I think you'll be, make a great business asset to me. And, the they both, thing, and, they, and they're both beautiful? Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm, I'm a little bit vain. I'm not going to lie. No, nah, yes, you should. No, no, no. I mean, you like <laughs> yeah. what you like. You, who, yeah, I, mean, I like what I like. So, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, right? Uh, so uh, how, how would you have that conversation with the woman? Well, damn. Um I will always choose my family legacy first. Okay. So I would choose the one I can marry first. And, but I would make, I'm so transparent. I wish you knew me. I would tell both of them, I love you. And I want to, I feel like I'd be a better partner with you. How are we going to make this work? Is that the one for business as an asset or the one for love? I'm talking to both of them. It's uh, in the same room. I got you. Got I'm, you. Like, I'm really like that. Like, like I, I want to know, and this is no cap. And what's going to happen is, they're going to be like, you're bugging. Get out of here. <laughs> they already made my choice for me, right? So I don't, I don't, but I think if a person really loves you, they want the best from you. Mm-hmm. And a business partner knows that they don't satisfy you in certain categories. And as long as you're honest, you'd mm-hmm. be surprised. A lot of people have unspoken, open relationships. All the time. A lot of people are in denial. People have unspoken, open relationships. There is always one woman that, your man calls just to check up and see how she's doing. And there's always one one guy that could always call your wife or your lady and see how she's doing. Mm-hmm. And it might not be physical, mm-hmm. but it's it's intimate. And mm-hmm. intimacy deals with engagement. That's what intimacy deals with. It doesn't have to be physical. It doesn't have sex. But that woman, that man or that woman has your partner's heart. At least a piece of it. Okay. And they decided to deal with you because you hit most of the checkpoints, the checklist. Let me play devil's advocate. You're not. You're not an ugly guy. Right. You're six one. Right. So for the most part, you hit all the the stats that most women would would go for. Right. So I'm. If I say to you, well, man, you don't. You have no woman issues. Look at you. Right. So what do you say to a man that says, well, I, I'm having issues with women. Right. You you can't em- empathize with my situation because you don't have woman problems. Right. W- what do you say to a guy like that? Um. Or, or do you get? pushback from from I guess lesser stature guys for the most part 
No, I, I get pushback from everybody because remember, I was I grew up in an era where I was a, I was considered an African booty scratcher. I okay. wasn't I wasn't handsome when I was younger. Okay. To the world, right? Uh-huh. And as I got older, it became cool to be dark skin, a certain build, African music, Afro beats. Everything is make it's, it's easy for me to get women now, right? Okay. But I'm a man, and as a man, we don't worry about looks. Okay. We worry about being providers or being protectors. So I seen the worst looking men attract the most beautiful women because of their confidence and their self esteem. You don't attract. You you attract you attract what you what you what your self you, your attraction is based on your self esteem level. Okay. It's based on your confidence. It's not based on your money. It's not based on your looks. It's based on how you present yourself in a room full of people that don't know you. How you present yourself with a woman who might have more resources you, but you can convince her that your vision is worth not minding your lack of resources. Men with confidence is an aphrodisiac to women. Okay. So I don't buy that man can't get what he wants. You can't get what you want because you haven't tapped into the God in you. And that's what my book does. It taps into the God in you. It taps into the part that you didn't realize you had, and that's what I, that's what I bring. And then, and I remember that guy, that leader, that whatever his name is, he said it's a pamphlet. Oh, we're gonna take, we're gonna oh, get into yeah, that. Go, go, I got you, brother. I got. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm gonna let you go off. But yeah, I want I want to say, but you know, uh, you really have to be in tune with yourself. We all see all the time. We see a a, 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 a exceptionally beautiful lady with a guy like, wow, how that happened. Because he tapped into a, a piece of her that regular men can't do. And we have to learn that as men, how to tap into women with women without leading with our money. Ooh, I'm glad you said that. So when you have influencers that preach or that uh, advocate for leading with the money, because mm-hmm. I, I think that's a mistake. I think that's covering up for shortcomings that you refuse to work on mm-hmm. and you're using the money as a mask. That's my opinion. What say mm-hmm. you to, to guys that, that say leave with the wallet? I mean, that's the person that doesn't have money. That's the person that doesn't have class. Like this money, this rich, this wealth, and this currency, like real currency. Okay. I'm going to Columbia University and travel the world. I have cultural capital. I didn't have all the money in the world, but I travel the world. You got to think about that. I didn't have all the money in the world, but I traveled the world. Real wealth deals with access. Real wealth deals with being able to have options. Doesn't mean how much money you have in your account. And that does help. But what happens when you stop having money? Who are you? Who are you in a room when everybody has money? Mm. See, I've been in rooms where everybody has money. I've been in rooms where no one has money. Have you ever gambled with GDs in the middle of Brownsville? When, where if you winning money, you might have to give some back because you're like, "Yo, thank you, I won." Because you can't leave with the whole, the whole, the whole pot because it's not gonna let it happen. <laughs> All right, yo, yeah, here's a hundred dollars. Here, here, I got yeah. you. I'll be right back. You want anything from the, you want anything from the store? Yeah, you yeah. Back. Okay, okay. <laughs> that's, that's and I've been around. I've been around. Royalty, Saudi princesses, Saudi. Like I've been around the best, where everybody has money that you couldn't believe, 
but they still gravitated to me. That's richness. That's wealth. That what people are talking about. That's if you're still talking about Versace, Rose, and all that dumb stuff, and you don't have money. You don't. You don't because I, like you don't. There's levels. There's so much levels. There's people that. How do you have money when you don't have access? Okay. What's the point of money? Money's supposed to free up time, not to occupy your time. Gotcha. Gotcha. How do you have a Versace robe but you never went to Italy? I'm looking at you like a joke. Like we have to really get to what's really wealth. That's why I encourage you to get that book, Family Wealth by James Hughes. He's a will and trust lawyer. I don't even know the man. Mm-hmm. But the book is so impactful, I gotta promote it. That's what's up. Well, I'm gonna go ahead and bring on Chef if that's okay with you. Of course. Right. Chef, what's good, bro? You yeah. muted. Hello. Let me shut YouTube off, man. That's my that's my partner in crime. What's going on, gentlemen? How you feeling today? I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Um, so if you don't mind, give us a brief overview. You, what makes you tick? Um, your connection to King, all that good stuff. All right. I have to give you the, uh, the more intimate camera angle, right? So <laughs> pretty much I'm chef. I'm a dude that was born and raised in Brooklyn, New York, uh, Flatbush, Brooklyn, New York, to be technical, literally on the borderline between East Flatbush and Brownsville. So literally I grew up maybe four or five blocks away from King. Uh, who am I? I'm the child of uh, Haitian Haitian immigrants. Child of Haitian immigrants that grew up in Brooklyn and I was able to transcend, you know, based on the love of my family, the help of my community, I was able to transcend some, transcend some of the difficulties that some of our brothers, but of course I was still also out there. I was in the mix in certain situations. Uh, I had an opportunity when I was younger to go on tour with one of my best friends who was a known old school rapper named Special Ed. Uh, I learned a lot. I came back. I became a record record label intern. And in terms of me making moves as an intern, I helped get certain people signed to the label. And I literally became a 19-year-old record executive at Epic Records. My life has, you know, I've won Grammys and uh, signed different groups, labels, have uh, about four Grammys under my belt, a bunch of uh, record plaques like this one and all of that. I've been in the industry for a long time. At this point in time, believe it or not, I'm currently uh, an executive for one of the top seven companies in the world. What do I do? I manage managers. I'm a trainer. I'm a corporate trainer. I get flown around the country. This Brooklyn dude gets flown around the country to train white folks, white corporate executives and folks of all different ethnicities in terms of learning the process of city. I have a way to communicate who I was in the hood. Some of the friends call me Prop Joe because I was able to come from a level of understanding. I was able to save lives. I was able to stop wars. I was able to utilize my level of understanding to, you know, make our community a better place. I'm a mentor. I volunteer time. I've mentored several executives into 
a higher degree of uh, placement. But I'm still that same dude. And I operate from my heart. I speak from a level of truth. And in terms of the whole conversations with King situation, King, why do we vibe the way that we do? King reminds me of myself when I was at a much less polished place. So when people ask, you know, how you communicate with King the way that you do, I said, because I've been fighting him all my life. King is me on the inside before I was able to add certain levels. So there's times where my relationship with him, certain times I'm containing the lion or containing the dragon. But there's times too where that dragon requires to be unleashed, especially if it's coming from a place of truth. So if there's more you want to know, you just ask him here, brother. I, I no, I appreciate that. Um wow, I feel like a small fry uh next to you guys. So <laughs> We all the same. We all bleed the same, man. Well, the beauty of it is, like, clearly you guys are very, very well cultured, well learned. Um, he speaks like he speaks like six languages. That's that's beyond impressive. Right. And, and, and the the crazy thing is, I guess we don't. You guys like you don't get enough recognition as far as your accomplishments, feats, deeds, things of that nature. Let me ask you guys this, because you guys are not wearing suits. Respectfully, you guys aren't um, speaking the Queen's English per se. Um, what is it that bothers so many people about guys that pretty much get it on their own, have gotten it on their own, and um, don't have the, pers- the, the, I guess, the look that makes people feel comfortable to a certain extent? Why guys like you get so much pushback from those that on the, the opposite side of the fence uh, to, to a certain extent? Oh, people are conditioned. People are conditioned to, even their perception is conditioned. And I joke about it all the time, is, is the fact that great men carve their own path and regular people follow it. And, you know, it, it, it just, it just, it's just disheartening where people expect to get a message from, some, some, from, from a prototype. Oh, from, no, not from a prototype, but from an image that was beat into their heads. Wealth of knowledge can come in many forms and shapes. And I'm just happy that I'm associated with people that know how to discern the truth, no matter what. Just like you, I respected your interview because I saw your ability to interpret what's real from what's fake, just by mannerisms, language, and behavior. It's amazing to me how People judge others on face value when it takes literally a conversation and or just observation. Um, one of the four agreements says don't make assumptions. One of the four agreements. There's many. There's, there's, there's three others I won't talk about, but don't make assumptions. Don't assume because someone talks a certain way, they can't teach you. Don't assume because someone looks a certain way, they can't help you. Don't assume that someone, because someone is not part of your culture, they can't benefit you. We need to be open-minded. And that's another way to gain access. See, it's about access. It's about options. You have to be open-minded in order to receive. Closed hands don't receive. Open hands receive. 
And that's, and that's one of the things I'm trying to bring to the YouTube world. Uh, I'm trying to shift the paradigm. Me and um, Chef joke all the time that I'm Neo, he's Morpheus, and we're trying to shift the paradigm of thinking. So every time I come with something harsh or a joke, if you think deeper, it's, it's me leading to a rabbit hole of, of thought, of critical thinking. I don't want to leave people that, that just follow suit. I want people to be critical thinkers. And the people with critical thinkers, they wouldn't follow certain people. They wouldn't. Okay, okay. Um, Chef, what would you want to add to that? Uh, Chef, you muted. Yeah, um, I agree. In terms of the dynamic, how we move, you know, we're not just trying to do things that we did before. And, and what we're doing is we're coming with a level of understanding on how the other person thinks. But not just that, you know, we're, we're looking at aspects of where their Achilles heels may be and where we can fill in that particular gap. There's times when this dude pops off when I'm like, damn, not right now, family. You know, but there's times when he pops off. And I say, damn, when I was in a situation in, in corporate America and I could have been a, addressed the situation right off the bat, but I allowed it to chill and I allowed it to fester within, you know, sometimes getting it out open, getting it out immediately makes a big difference. And I think that, you know, the same way that it may bring balance to the network or bring balance to him, he brings balance reciprocally to me as well, you know. So I think that people are able to, to see that dynamic and the fact that we're moving from a positive place, a protective place, and the fact that we're creating an environment for everyone to feel safe to be able to, uh, you know, articulate themselves. I sincerely believe that's the major piece that makes us special and that makes our bond important. That's what's up. So before we get to the heart of the issue, I let King go off. Um, when 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 I say black community, um, first, what does that mean to you guys? Secondly, are you thinking your tribe first, and then whatever trickles out to the rest of the communities, or are you thinking all inclusive? Because I, I, I'm I hear a lot of uh, I guess a, a, a knock a lot of knocks against uh, first gen and second gen immigrants is that, that they they think they're people first, which is my thinking. Well, that's that that would make more sense, but I, are you guys all inclusive? Or when you when when you know the term black, I'm just using it for general context. Or do you think okay, my tribe first, and then I can help everybody else out? Do you do you take the Wakanda approach? Huh. Well, you know me. It's an old African proverb that goes: "Be wary of a naked man that gives you his shirt." Be wary of a naked man that gives you his shirt. You can't help others unless you help yourself, and then after you help yourself, you have to help. The family unit. The family unit is the key unit or the cornerstone unit of a community. Once you help yourself, you help your family. Once you help your family, then you can help your community. And once you help your community, you can impact the world. Just like what Gandhi said. He said, if you want to see change in the world, you have to see change in yourself first. Even though he was a racist. We talked about that another time. (laughs) But at the end of the day, this is what it was. You have to really see yourself, yourself first, then family. Africans are traditionally tribal. 
Why do you think that's going to change in, in, in America? We are tribal inherently. But now in America, our tribe becomes our blocks, our streets, our project buildings. We're tribal. And once you take care of your tribe, then you can expand. And this is what we have to realize as Black people. Let's handle our stuff on the most rudimentary level, self and family. And once that's intact, then you can fix other things beyond you. A broken man makes a broken family, which, which in turn leads to a broken community. Very simple. If, if I'm not full, I can't pour into my family. And if my family is not full, they can't pour into the community. That's, that's dope. That's dope. Um, chef. Yes, sir. If you don't, if you don't mind building on that, please. Um, once again, when you, when I say the black community, or when you hear black community, do you think your tribe first, and then it's, it it trickles out to everybody else? That's crazy. <clears throat> my parents, my parents are Haitian. I was born in New York, so. You know, they use the term code switching. You know, I'm not using the negative connotation of it. Mm-hmm. Inside, your culture is your culture, and everything moves within the line of your culture. That's where the infrastructure built on who you are, how you are, your history, and all of that. But as as a child of immigrants from the diaspora, when we walk out into the real world, it's a different dynamic. So your parents and your family would want you to consider tribe first. But when we talk about nature and nurture, you know, we're in a a different place, which means that the culture that we build is not going to be the same type of culture our parents built. Our parents brought us to a new place, which means that the culture building process is going to contain variables that they did not have within their culture. So when I look at it, if I see a Haitian person, you know, being being abused because they're Haitian, I'm going to jump at it. That's one of the reasons that I don't, you know, when all the fellas and everybody wants to go to DR, go to Dominican Republic, because of what's taking place with my Haitian brothers and sisters within the Dominican Republic, I am politically and emotionally barred. I bar myself from spending any of my money to go over there. You know, that's the way that I represent my tribe. But look, man, I'm an American. The majority of the the impact that I make is on American people by virtue of where I am. So what's important, I think, can be a subjective situation. I've never been put in a place where I've had to, to weigh, you know, siding with my tribe versus siding with the the tribe that represent the place I currently am in, you follow? But I am a Haitian man and I respect my culture and the aspects of my culture is what makes me the person that I am today. My first language was not English. I didn't speak English till about five years old, all right? So my culture is important to me and both of them intertwine to make me that individual I am today. Chef, let me ask you one more follow-up question before we sure. get into, uh, before I let King go off. Um, how do you feel, um, or do you even 
think about it, like you just said, when you see more brothers spending time and money in the DR when Haiti is literally down the street and now that they're now they're building a wall to separate the two. Um, do you engage in conversations about that or is, is it like, you know what, it's a no win situation. Why would I even waste my energy talking to, to, to these guys if they're just so hell bent on one, one part of the island and not the other? Here's the thing. The people that I'll be communicating with don't share the same cultural residence as me. These are my American friends. Okay. How can I, because of my own political views, emotional emotionally tied political views, stop another brother of a different culture who doesn't espouse those same feelings, who does not have the same cultural understanding of the history. How am I going to go stop another brother from getting his opportunity to leave this country and build social currency, cultural currency, traveling elsewhere, learning about other people, So at some point, I have to weigh within myself, is it more important for me to put my political values on this man, or is it more beneficial for this man to leave this country, spread his his wings, and, and utilize cultural capital to become a smarter person? Maybe by the time he gets back, then I would be able to have that communication or that conversation with him. Okay. Good answer. Good answer. Okay, so now let's uh, <laughs> let's get into it. <laughs> All right. So how King, how I basically came across King, I seen I was hearing rumblings, and then I went to go see for myself. For the most part, uh, let's start part one. Let's um, King between not say you and Anton Daniels, but so much I, I say a difference of, of philosophy, and then we'll get to the second part. You had a, a phrase that I love, the paradox of truth. And, choice. Oh, I'm sorry, paradox of choice. I'm sorry, yes. And um, when you explain it, it makes so much sense. And I, I guess if a, if applied to someone that's not a tier th- three thinker, it would rub people the wrong way. And I'm assuming that's kind of what happened. So in, if you don't mind kind of espousing real quick uh, the paradox of choice and then how I guess it was taken the wrong way. Yeah, so, so uh, the paradox of choice is a is a construct or concept that deals with having so many options, you don't make the right choice at all. We go through this all the time. When someone has a, a money and they go to a shoe store, they don't know which one to get. Right? Um, you have well, someone. Well, <laughs> well, it'll take you three hours to pick out an uh, hour and a half movie. Right, Blockbuster back then, or even Netflix, right? Right now, currently, Netflix. Um, so, you know, one of the things that that man said to me was, uh, the dirty pastor, he said to me, he says, um, you know, you're 41, you're not married, but he doesn't understand that it's not an issue for me to get married. I just want to pick the right person, but I have so many options based on my life choices in life based on the resources I have. And I haven't met anyone that was that was stellar enough to captivate me to to vet them to be my wife. Do I want to get married? Of course. I want my legacy to move on. But I also I want I want love to be in it. But I know they're not synonymous. Um my question to him and it wasn't disrespectful to his wife at all, is what are your what was her options? You met her at a young age 
And because you met her at a young age, maybe if she had she was older and she 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 experienced the world, would she still have chosen you? Mm-hmm. Also, what about you? Would you still have chosen your wife now that you allegedly are well off? These are questions no one wants to deal with. These are questions that are real true questions. People change with the level that they're on. Um, and if you find someone that can actually, that you would actually pick on every level that you ascend to, mm-hmm. then that's someone you love. Because love means I'm willing to grow with you. Doesn't mean I'm, because you're not going to be the same person you were last year or three years before. But when you love somebody, you grow with them. So me, I, you know, I, I would never diss a black woman. Never, diss, But I think what happened was one of the four horsemen, Daryl, went crazy on him. So when he when I said that, it probably triggered him. Okay. But I don't care. Because what you can do is do me a favor and ask me what I meant. Don't assume the worst. I don't come. I don't disrespect women like that. Even on our page, we call uh, the women flowers. We have a garden, a community garden, where the men are rocks and the women are flowers. And I don't want to disrespect women because all the tough guys I know that used to get busy in, in, in my community, they will always say, "Oh man, I gotta go home. My wife is gonna kill me." I'm like, "You just you just body eight people yesterday." <laughs> but I gotta go home. My wife is gonna yeah, kill me. Yeah, yeah. Right. So. Yeah. That lets me know even the toughest man needs to respect a woman. A real gangster doesn't take advantage of people. A real warrior doesn't take advantage of people. A real man, a gentle, the key word is gentle man. You leave with grace, then power. Gentle man, grace, power. You approach everybody with diplomacy and love, nurture. But then when they leave you no choice, you apply pressure. And this is why I apply pressure to him because He's not who he says he is, but you know what he is because he's fooling a lot of people. He's going to take their money and then eventually become who he is. But he's not who he says he is. He's really not. And I shouldn't be even discussing him, but for me to shift the paradigm of YouTube, he's one of the hurdles I have to go over. But he's really not that. He's really not that. Because when we go, if we go to any place and we go in a room, what are you going to tell rich people that you got a building? They're going to say, okay, cool. Like what do you want? What what? See, you could you could be the man in front of people that don't have, but can you be the man around other men? That's my question. Okay, I don't want to drag that out. Right. But can you give me a slight more, a bit more context? What led you to ask him that particular question? Oh, I asked that question because he says, "Don't take a man's word who's forty-one, nope, not married, and not kids in regards to relationship." So he said, because I couldn't pick a wife, how can you trust my judgment? And I said, because it's something called a paradox of choice. And to be honest with you, this man's a Christian. I didn't know Jesus, who he worships, is, was married and had kids. I didn't even know Kevin Samuels was married. Was married. Will y'all take advice from him? Huh, there it is there. Like, come on. Like, you, you y'all running game on the wrong person. Like, he, he would sit next to people on stage and diss them. Make fun of them, and they would sit there, and I was the only person I wouldn't take it. Like he would sit next to Kevin, and said, "Oh, you the Godfather," but then this a man that doesn't have a wife either. Make up your mind. You can't pick and choose. If you stand on principles, then you stand on those principles. So based on your principles, Jesus, 
can't give you advice on family because Jesus wasn't married and had kids like you. Then stop listening to Kevin Samuels because he's not married. And don't, no disrespect to my frat brother because I'm a Cap Officer Opportunity member, part of Noble Clan. No disrespect to Kevin Samuels, just an example. That's it. Okay. Um, all right. All right. Um, Chef, y- your thoughts on that? Yeah. <clears throat> He has some beliefs. He definitely has some beliefs in regards to that group of people. I got some beliefs as well. You get what I'm saying? But Mm -hmm. both he and I are able to have two separate and distinct sets of beliefs and still be able to, you know, rock within the same paradigm. I feel where he's coming from. I feel where his perspective is coming from, 100%. I grew up in the church. Both my grandfathers were prolific Pentecostal reverends, my mom's dad and my dad's dad. I understood the power of your word, and I understood the power of of having people that follow you each week and look for you to provide a certain level of that salvation growth within your spirit. It's critically important. Church can impact the way you perceive your whole week going forward. And I just feel as though when you have people that follow you, you're responsible. You take on a level of responsibility. Once you help more to me, once you help more than five, six, seven people, your skill or your gift becomes your ministry, which means you can push it out to a greater mass of people. When I see people that receive a high level degree of power sometimes, you know that statement, absolute power corrupts absolutely. That's right. Right. And at some point, what I would say to that brother, that the the Versace Road brother, is this, bro. Listen, man, you got fellas following you. The fact that you just feel that you're awesome and you only rock with awesome people, and what you do and don't align with, they require just a little bit more texture to to the growth plans that you provide them, but not just growth plans in terms of the tactical, financial, fiduciary things. We're talking about the growth plans of becoming good, honorable people. Good, honorable people. And for the record, I'm not a detractor because his show has provided a high degree of of fun, entertainment, knowledge, watching brothers build for a long period of time. The thing is, at some point, I believe that um, as he became more powerful, he started taking on, if you're into screenwriting or writing or books, he began to take on what's called a, a villain character arc. He became a villain character arc where what he said was more, it was less inclusive and more autocratic. And I think that's where he started losing people. You know, hence the nickname. The nickname that my partner over here like to use, you know, we are we we revere our leaders. Our folks have been leaderless for a long period of time, so we take it we take it seriously when we have a leader. Fatherhood, mentorship, black men speaking and uplifting other younger black men. That's something within our community as a Haitian guy and my bro over there as an African. Father figures are Hold up, Chef, you muted. Hit that button, sorry. 
Father figures in our community are extremely important. And when we do seem some blight, feel some blight by somebody that's an authority or a father figure, we tend to rage against it. And that's where I think King's energy is coming from. Okay. Awesome. Awesome. Well, m- my point uh, to, to, to King, I-, I didn't understand why he would come at you for your age and you not, and you being unmarried right. when you, if you go by the old ways, you didn't go to the pyramid schools until you a- hit the age of 40. You know, we would tell young men, get your money, get your travel first, do all that fun stuff. And then you, in your, in your 40s, 50s, didn't consider marriage. So it's like, how you marriage shaming somebody for doing the right thing, what we would tell a young man to do to begin with. But, but I, that's the whole point. Yeah. I told him that. I said, congratulations, you've been married to your wife for 17 years. I, the only institution I respect like that is the marriage institution. You have the vision to do that. I wanted to fill my cup up first. I just became ready to marry, be, be a husband. I just became that. I traveled the world. I I wanted to be the husband my father is to my mother. They've been married over 40 years. And to be a husband, you have to be unselfish. I was selfish. It was about me. Until I became 40, now I'm 41. I'm ready because I'm willing to give. I'm willing to share. I'm willing to put someone else before me. I did it backwards. I put the community first. Then I put me first. But now I'm thinking, how can I put a woman first and my children first? To be a parent, to be unselfish. My parents made so many sacrifices for me. So why I want to be like my father and my mother. And, and I don't believe in divorce. I'm not one of these guys out here having kids by every woman. I don't have any kids. That means I take it seriously. So for you to degrade me because I didn't get married at your age, that just lets me know you're living in a very, very, very blindsided world. My thing is there's no one way to live a great life. So stop preaching that your way is the template for excellence. Mm -hmm. There's many ways to get to excellence. Share with the world your way and I share with the world my way. And maybe we could have worked together, but you're not, you don't have to throw water on my fire to make your fire or your flame look brighter. Mm-hmm. You don't. You really don't. You can have your flame, I can have my flame, and that's it. But since you want to throw water on my flame, I'm going to piss in your house and piss in your flame. I'm going to do all type of disrespectful stuff because that's what you respect. You don't respect intellectual conversation, you don't respect grace. You respect power. So I'm going to show you power. I'm going to show you real power. I'm going to show you how to get subscribers in two weeks by being yourself. I'm going to show you that I don't care how many box or fake subscribers you have, it's going to reflect. I'm going to show you that at the end of the day, someone's going to pull your car because you really don't have what you have. You have not made anybody a millionaire yet. Bring somebody on your show that you made a millionaire. Stop selling your Patreon subscriptions to gas innocent men and women that they can have a YouTube page that's going to generate revenue. Because I debunked that. I already debunked that in two weeks. I'm in the middle of my du- my luxury duplex in the city and I debunked that. And I don't want to brag about that because at the end of the day, really, anybody could get this if you work hard. Maybe we can help each other. But stop acting like you're the only person 
that's great. And stop acting like you can make people great because I haven't heard anybody yet that says they became a millionaire because of you. Please show me the receipts. I'm the only I'm the only one that had had Anton run out of the show to get a receipt for the restart. I did that. You know why? Because he knows he has to prove himself to me. He knows that. He knows I'm the real deal. He said it many You can't take that back. You can't say I'm not the man. I told everybody I never trusted you. From day one, I told you I never trusted you. But I said, you know what? He could probably give you information that you needed to, to, to get started with financial savviness or education. But I, I know who you are. You regurgitate information that you get on the internet. And you act like it's yours. You're not fooling anybody. If you want to be Anton, go put a pink robot on and go on Google. Really simple. Okay. So I'm, I'm going to chalk it up to you guys agree to disagree. Is that fair no, enough? We, we, we just, you know, it's not a battle of men. It's a battle of philosophies. Okay. It's socialism versus capitalism. It's, 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 um, it's, 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 it's Darwinism versus there is a God, right? Mm-hmm. We just going back and forth with philosophies. It don't gotta be mean. But what, what got me mad about Anton, he tried to control my narrative and, and make make me silence and have even my own frat brother Shannon Walls go against me. And what happens is just for just for fame, and that's corny. You feel me? Because to me, here's the crazy thing. If you are a frat brother, why don't and, and Kevin says, why don't you go to Kevin directly? Why can't you get Kevin? Why you gotta go to civilian? Right. You feel me? Like, shit, it's not adding up, man. It's not adding up. And I'm not, and it's just not adding up because I, I, I got the whole market to tears, marketing scheme from. He told me that's what they do. So it's, it's weird to me how you want to be a part of it that you would sell me out, but it's okay because the truth will eventually come out and I'm going to still be standing. I got my little 550 subscribers in two weeks. And I'm gonna keep on pushing it. But every my engagement level is literally 92%. I could sell you my analytics. My engagement level is 92%. Well, enough said. Enough said. All right, so let's get into part two uh of you going off. Uh okay, so <laughs> this is the I think this is the the, the one. So on one on one side there's lead attorney and then the other side is you and when I and I in my video you know for general context I label him as the educated lane and then I I labeled you as an educated thug with do all due respect on, on both sides and then um but I said basically you you it's hard to put you in a box because you're educated and you've been on certain certain uh, life experiences that he may not have had, and um, what, like you said earlier, with how dealing with women, it shows. So if you can kind of get me up to speed or remind me of what exactly, if I don't say it was friction, but I guess the difference in philosophies between you and the lead attorney. I think uh, Chef is. I'm, I'm talking ten, but Chef is great at giving context. Okay. I think so. Chef, would you if you if you have time, would you mind giving context of how me and TLA? So, both of us rocked with the lead attorney. Yes. The lead attorney. I've watched this platform, and I've been watching this platform since maybe around four or five thousand followers. Before that, that sharp percent that they made. 
and it was extremely informative. You know, he seemed like a regular dude and it was pretty dope what he was doing. He was able to find that legal resonance within different things that were happening with current events and let you know this is what those people would be facing and how the system works. So fast forward, he was on La Peep Show. Then there was a whole thing with Lauren where people were saying, oh, they should date or what have you. Lauren's one of the members from that show. Eventually, King was on an episode with Lauren and people were making jokes back and forth about TLA. And then eventually at some point on the TLA show, he or TLA jumped in and made a statement and didn't claim her. And then after that, he didn't claim her it became a joke. Then he started insulting her at some point, making little, you know, little digs. And then at some point, for some weird reason, on the next show, he started talking really crazy about King. You know, felon, oh, his little pamphlet, his little brochure, <laughs> you know, and, and started talking really funny. And the thing is, if you felt that, you felt that. But as men, as kings, we don't move like that and, and, and pretty much disrespect another man in order to get the fancy of another woman. That's totally against code. <laughs> That's against code, bro. You get what I'm saying? If I'm going to make a move and I'm going to do something, I'm, I'm going to do something on the merits of my own class, my own vibe, my own sexy, whatever. You know what I'm saying? It's going to be me. I, I don't need to use somebody else's name or somebody else's lack thereof in order to get me a foot up. And that really made him look unattractive. And, you know, I know King, he's going to give you the more flowery version. I was giving you the PC version of it. But, yeah, uh, I rocked the dude and he disrespected code. You didn't have to do that. You know, over a girl, you putting a man down because of a girl. You're putting this man wrote that book in a confined place for a long period of time with no freedom. But his mind, he was able to free his mind enough that he was able to, to encapsulate beautiful feelings, the art of showing love and all of these experiences while he was locked up in a confined place. And then to disrespect that labor of love by calling it a pamphlet or a brochure. Where I'm from at that point, You've abused code and you now put yourself up for court and you now put yourself up for scrutiny. And scrutiny is what King has been delivering to you. So give him some scrutiny, King. Thank you. Yeah, let, me, let me let me touch on that. Um because yeah. yeah, I saw the stream it, for the good better part of an hour and some change. It it was just shots. And then um I I, I it bothered me that he disrespected your works like because to write a book i don't give a fuck how long or short it is to sit down there and because and put thoughts to paper and to, to present it out to the world for critique you know is an admirable thing you know um and, and for him to do that was he even aware of, of your background as far as education anything of that nature no this, this is this is this is the problem he he clearly wasn't aware and he's a person that um Allegedly, he did 20 years in the legal field. When you talk about men who are in the, the, the world, the, the, the legal field, 
who are lawyers or who have the Jewish doctorate, um, you expect them to be critical thinkers. You expect them to practice equity when it comes to their judgment. When you think of law, you think of that scale of balance and fairness. And for you to be fair, you have to have information to make informed decisions. He decided to have diarrhea of the mouth because of allegiance. He said it. He said because we choose sides over here. So you are a lawyer that chooses sides. You're in a legal field and you don't know how to be fair or you don't know how to gather information before you open your mouth. You are a disrespect to the JD that you possess. If you want to go down the checklist, you do not fare with me in any category. Lead attorney, you are a well-spoken, poised, well-mannered individual, but you are not dynamic. You are not dynamic. You don't make the world shake. You don't. And I could tell by the way you treated that young lady when you told her, maybe I could take, you could take the girl from Detroit, but you can't take Detroit from the girl? I would never talk to a woman like that in public because I'm a man. You, my friend, I'm still trying to figure it out. If I have a felony and I went to jail and this is the only way I'm, I'm paying for my bills, why would you try to stop my way of generating revenue or a, a legal sense, a legal way of, 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 of providing for me or my loved ones? Why would you do that? Mm -hmm. Why do you do that? Because you are moved with jealousy and ego. You are moved by jealousy and ego. You thought you were better than me. You thought you looked more handsome than me. You thought you were more educated than me. You're not. You're not. You travel the world. You speak good for you. Ask me what, what I speak. Ask me where I travel to. You talked about Fugo do Child. I don't even eat at that type of restaurant. The last time I went to Fogo de Chao, I, I was in Brazil, Bahia, Brazil, where it started at. We're not the same people. We're not the same level. You said you make 20, 30,000 a month, but you still didn't take that girl, that young girl out on a date, then you don't like her, so you was using her. They called me to be on that show, to build my brand up. I didn't ask for that, but it's okay. Because leader turn, this is what's going to happen to you. You, my friend, are going to catch a rude awakening because one day the truth about you is going to come out. And the truth is you're not who you really say that you really are. You are a young boy that finally got some shine. You finally became a ladies' man. You are bitter. You are bitter because of your divorce. You covet money. You covet prestige. You covet, you covet worldly things. And those things are not going to make you a man because when you get around other wealthy men and other real attorneys, they're going to see right through you like I see right through you. You're not the person that you tell everybody you are, but you are educated. You are well-spoken. But my question to you is this. Think about it. You left your amazing career as a lawyer to become a YouTuber. You know why? Because you're not happy over there. This is where you want to be. This is where you can be a diva. You can be your true self. 
You know I know. I have many friends just like you. So I already know who you are. And I'm, I just want you to be more proud about who you are. You don't, listen, you don't have to hate me. We don't have to fight over a girl. You said you live in Atlanta. Atlanta is full of women. Why did you have to put my name down to bag that girl? Why? It doesn't make sense. And she's not with either one of us. So you just wanted to embarrass me for what? The sake of what? You spent 70% of your show talking about me and the title was Karen Civil. 70%. If I'm such a little guy, you spent 70%. Go and, look at, go and give him some more views. You ain't got 60,000 followers. Go and help him out even more. Because guess what? You got to sit with yourself at night. You got to do that. Not me. I'm good. Because I came to your show. You wouldn't let me on stage. Because if you have me on stage, I will let everybody know you're worse than what a simp. Well, I was going to ask, have you had a chance to act? You wouldn't let me on stage. He's worse than a simp. He's a, he's a player hater. He said, I can't let you on stage because what you said about Anton's wife. I said, me and him, though, he squashed that already. He talked about me on two, two, probably two to three shows. And he said, oh, I was just joking. This is a joke. I got no issue with you. It's just you got to handle that with Anton. You don't know. You said what you said already. You try to be funny. And the day that I get to where I need to get to, me and you are going to have this conversation in media. We, it's not nothing physical. It's not no real beef. We're going to have a real conversation on YouTube and discuss the fact that you are not the type of man a, a woman wants. You're the type of man a woman settles for. When you go out with a woman, it's a difference from when I go out with a woman. When I go out with a woman, they feel protected. They know if anybody comes out the bushes, I'm going to put my life on the line. When you go out for a woman, you are going to, I don't know what you're going to do. You don't, you don't give me that, 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 that energy that you put. Yo, any man that talks about another man, they have SDE. Do you know what SDE is? No, I do not. Small dick energy. <laughs> well, let, let me let me say this to, to both you guys. This is YouTube. This is the majority, sad to say, of, of men you're going to come across. To be honest with you, and what I've seen, a lot of a lot of professionals now have started to come over to this side of the fence, looking for whatever validation they never got in their personal lives. And it kind of bleeds over into the rhetoric and you can kind of get that energy from them. But for the majority, this is, this is what you guys are facing, you know, and, um, I'm all for, you know, new blood coming in and shaking things up, but you're going to, you're going to just off what you guys said today. A lot of these niggas ain't going to want to, ain't going to rock with y'all just off what y'all said, just because you guys speak in a manner that's not kowtowing to your group think. You know, I can speak to that. Yeah, if you if you if you, if you if you could, yeah, yeah, without question, uh, it kind of leads to the discussion of of our concept and and the concept of our construct uh, ecosystem that we have. We don't fall into the same, you know, talking points as certain groups. We don't move out of pain. We don't move out of hurt. Sometimes we can, but we try to temper it with a certain level of mercy and understanding. We don't move to base change off of an extreme. So for the record, when I say this, this is not a marketing ploy, but it's real deal. We are not red pill. We are not blue pill. Once again, we are not red pill. 
We are not blue pill. We are true pill. That's the name of our community. That's the name of our uh, Facebook group, the True Pill Community Garden. What we've done is created a safe space, a safe, open, community-based forum so that anyone can feel comfortable communicating within that forum. I know people don't like the, the name safe place or safe space. It's cliche, but that's exactly what we've created. We've created a forum where you could come in, you can speak your piece, speak your feelings, and we'll all discuss it in an open forum with respect and decorum. We do not allow ad hominem attacks. We don't allow insults. We don't allow racially degrading, you know, we don't allow racially degrading uh, conversation within the auspices of our garden, as we call it. So what we're doing, we're bucking the system, man. We're giving a paradigm shift. We're giving a paradigm shift. And we're not red pill, we're not blue pill, we're true pill. And what we're doing is creating an environment where truth can uh, prevail and continue without anybody feeling that they would be attacked and demeaned. I, I can appreciate that. Yeah. Um, I mean, don't get me wrong. The, your messages will resonate to those that are ready to receive it and that it, it makes sense to. But then, of course, you, you'll get your detractors that will kind of come test the waters and throw rocks. It's just it is what it is. Um, for me, I've learned that this is like a small microcosm of all of the total dysfunctions in our communities for us as a people. And you kind of see that here. Um, moving forward, um, what is your guys' outlook for the community per se? Are you disheartened? Yeah. Are you ready to throw in the towel? You guys are still still have hope? Yeah, of course. I'm, I'm, listen, I'm the, I'm the way. I'm the new way. I want to say I'm the new way, man. I want to say first of all, shout out to you because when I called you, I Facetimed you when I was walking in my neighborhood yeah. before I was going to get some Ethiopian honey wine because that's one of my favorite um, uh, libations to drink. Um, but I, I called you and I asked you, can you give me history of the manosphere? I had no knowledge. Remember, I just got into this two weeks ago. Yeah, and you gave me the most condensed, sterile history of the manosphere from the names of the founders to the undulterated truth of the perspectives. And from that, I gathered that the people that represent the manosphere now are not the ones that were chosen to represent the manosphere, period. The people that, that they think are is in charge and can dictate the manosphere are not those people. Anton is not from that, that, that stock. Even, and I like Kevin Samuel's message now, but he's not even from that stock. Right. Let's get that correct. I like him. He's my friend. I whatever talk about it, but he's not from that stock. But he's co-signed by Osei Jackson, who is from that stock. Mm-hmm. Let's get that. He's from that stock. So what is this? We the cleanup crew. At least I am. I'm the cleanup crew. This 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 big bowl by chef, he keeps me balanced so I don't go crazy and light up the whole place. But they're not who they say they are. And what happens is we're going to get, I'm going to get into a lot of uh, issues because I'm going to tell the truth about these people. Because you can't stand next to me if you're a fraud. You don't want to stand next to me. You don't. Figure, go find something out I messed up on. And then we can have a talk. But you can't stand next to me because 
I give my truth already. I gave my truth. I told you I went to the feds. I told you I messed up. I told you I love, I used to date multiple women at that time. Like, women at that time. Like, I gave you who I was. Now it's time for us to grow together. It's time for us to grow together. Conversations with King is a place where you want to come and have dialogue that lead to solutions for problems that affect our community, our global community. We talk about Stockholm Syndrome. We talk about abortion. We talk about political stances, but we talk about it from a spicy sense or perspective. We are going to address the real issues, have fun doing it, but get to solutions. It's not going to be an ego thing about who's smarter or who's who, who who's more who, who has more money. We want to get to solutions. We want to move forward, forward ever, backwards never. And this is what I created Conversations of King because they silence me. And when someone silences you, it's like you being buried alive. And no one hears you. And I refuse for that to happen to anybody else. This is why I created Conversations with King because I'm going to get to these hard, pressing, pressing issues with grace and power. So please follow my page, Conversations with King, and know that when you come there, you're going to be involved in the most engaging conversation you have ever met with someone that's going to keep you on the edge of your seat for at least two to three hours. Literally, we go for three to four, five hours every night. Literally. Literally. That's what's up. Um, Chef, your outlook uh, for the community. Muted. Keep hitting that uh that <laughs> space bar, man. You know, struggle streaming over here. But honestly, we have to understand that in order to communicate with our community, we have to respect our community. There was something that, that King touched on when he was on um, a show with Anton a while back. He stated that listen we might have these rules and these things that we want the young bucks to do and we might have a specific moral path for them to reach. But what happens when they don't choose to follow that direction and they choose to follow a separate path? Because they are our future, we can't throw them away. There's folks that have started certain things in certain ways and and they've morphed into something good. What I think that we need to do is not separate ourselves into boxes of what's awesome, what's not awesome. And we can't separate folks from those that deserve help, wisdom, understanding. We can't separate those people. So we have to reach back, man. We got to reach back into the community. And even if what they do is antithetical or opposite of how we live and what they, what we do, we have to make sure that we understand for the future of our people, for the future of our community, for the future of our children, because our children and our children's children will be around those kind of people that we instill enough goodness, enough care, enough understanding, and a significant amount of grace when we're delivering it. It's going to change the world, but we can't sit there judging our future. That's our future. Well, well said, well said. 
Well said. All right, so I'm not gonna I'm not gonna keep you guys uh, here all day. Um, I would like to do a follow up with you guys. I I, would, I didn't want this to do a, be one time thing, and you know everybody just walk away and be like, oh, we did that one time. I I, I thoroughly enjoy you guys' perspective. It's um, refreshing, um, not in an in, in abundance. You don't come across you guys this type of rhetoric every day, and um, and I still got some things I want to pick your brain about with Keen because. Brother, you are like a walking, you know, a New Yorker with all these types of life experiences because you shatter peep, uh, typical talking points that you would come across when you in these spaces. You you be in these spaces long enough, you'd be like, well, I, 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 you can't put me in a box because I've done this, 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 and this. Uh, I'm not this, 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 and that. And um, you'll, you'll see when people start gravitating, they'll be like, oh, yeah, okay, him, 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 because he fits what I perceive him to be. And then they were like, oh, well, I thought you were something else. You know what I'm saying? You'll get a lot of that too as well. So um, it's right now, it's currently the Wild Wild West. I'll be honest with you. <laughs> you- it's, it's bad out here. Like, like I just thank you for your guidance. And, and, and also, you didn't have to pick answer my, um, eat my, I think I hit you on the comments. You didn't have to answer my email. You didn't have to pick up my Instagram uh, call. You didn't have to do anything. Well, no, honestly, I didn't expect you to, to respond because to, I just made the video because I'm like, I'm doing some observing. Let me make this video real quick and put right. it out there. I, for the life of me, didn't expect you to, 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 to respond at all. So I was humbled that you even took time out to, no, uh, man, you not, know. It, so. it, now, without, without you, there wouldn't be me. You're like the unsung hero. Uh, without Chef, there wouldn't be me. He's an unsung hero. Like, people understand, I, come, I have a father. So I, I, if if you paved the way for me, I show respect. I show respect. I, I like I have to. That's how I'm raised. I'm humble. But until, but then when you lose that respect, then you're going to see something different. But I, 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 I want to say thank you, because without people like you, I wouldn't be able to do a conversation with Ken. I wouldn't. I wouldn't be able. I'm a student first. I'm a teacher by trade, but a teacher by trade is a teacher. Everybody knows the high, is the highest form of being a student. Mm-hmm. You have to learn in order for you to teach at the highest level. So, I, I, I I'm, I'm appreciative, and I'm, I, I, if anywhere I can show gratitude, I'm just I'm, thank you so much because you didn't have to do this. You 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 are who you say you are. You gave me a chance to express my voice and to and, and to control my narrative. And I will always be forever grateful for that. Thank you. Uh, uh no, I, you know, I'm, I'm from the each one teach one, man. Come on. I, I, you know, I grew up nineties hip hop, like, you wow. know, like, <laughs> so, yeah. uh, yeah, I got family out there in, um, uh, St. Albans and stuff like that. So oh, no, wow. I, yeah. Anytime yeah. that, you know, you know, New Yorkers give me the nod of respect. I'm like, Ooh. hell yeah. So, yeah. The Boulevard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I'm yeah. just, I, I, I'm, I'm glad that you, you got some out of it, and you know, um, I'm glad you didn't take it the wrong way or anything. I tried no, to be. No, and, and, and I know you're gonna call me on my. Please call me on my bullshit. I got some yeah. criticism too. You see, like, yo, King, you moving crazy out here. Yeah. Relax. Call me on my bullshit, and I respect it. Well, I, I'll say this: it's easy to get caught up in back and forth with people, and then next thing you know, you done did five or six videos about this person, right? And then it's like, man, what am I doing? I'm getting off my my purpose. It happens. Right. It happens, but as long as you know, you guys got you got guys like Chef that say, "Hey, hey, this is not the course of action that we we, we sought out to take." But it you fall victim sometimes. Sometimes the ego kicks in. You know what I'm yeah. saying? As you, as your numbers and channels grow, that cult thing kind of 
you know, the ego thing kind of creeps in from time to time, but it's all about learning and growth, man. I'm just, I'm just happy. I, I came across you brothers and uh, like-minded as well. So I'm just, I'm humbled as always. So this is not, this is not me, you know? So yeah, I, I, no, go ahead. Any last words, anything like that? Shout your channels out. I've been spamming the channels all day long. So yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, conversation with King, uh, King, uh, conversation with K, uh, represent the capital of me. Uh, also, Loving Life Through the Eyes of Travel is on every platform. Apple iBooks, Kendall, Book Baby. Um, just please go and support this book. Um, once again, it's on every platform. Loving Life Through the Eyes of Travel and Conversation with Kings. We are going to change this YouTube game and we are, go- we are the biggest thing. The biggest, period. Shout out to Sly because but once again, he didn't have to do this for us. But he did, and I am forever grateful. Thank you. Yeah, no, my, my, my pleasure, man. Uh, Chef, last yeah. word, sir. Yes, sir. Sly, I definitely want to um, show you love, light, and appreciation in terms of allowing us on and uh, amplifying our voices to your multitudes. So I sincerely appreciate that. Awesome. You guys can, you know, I'm not just a chef because I cook psychologically. I don't just give you food for the soul. I give you food for the belly. I'm also a chef. So you could check me out at Chef C H E F Shupino C H O U P I N O. That was a nickname my Haitian grandmother gave me. Long story. But Chef Shupino YouTube, IG, it's Chef Shupino. One word. If you go to my page, you'll see uh, some food stuff. You know, I do the spirit and uh, community talk on conversations with King, but I nourish your soul and your belly on my page. So holla back. All right. With that being said, um, once again, I'm much gratitude to you, brothers, and I'm I'm look forward to to seeing King your journey through these uh, YouTube streets, brother. I'm right. very excited it's for gonna, you. It's gonna, it's gonna, <laughs> it's gonna be crazy. It's gonna, I'm sure it's gonna be crazy. So it's gonna be crazy because it, it's it's gonna be um you, you you're gonna be on the edge of your seats because I'm 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 not playing with them. I'm not I'm not playing with them, and if, and and I'm gonna. I'm gonna punish a lot of people on the YouTube streets because they really not who they say they are. I'm telling you. But we'll hug you after. We'll we'll build <laughs> right. you up in love after. Punch you know me in the chest to give my hug. Yeah. Clean right. yourself. Clean yourself off. I'm not playing with them. They not who they say they are. Like, it's just a lot of it's just a lot of fugazi things going on, and you just gotta you just gotta just look at it for what it is. Like you, to me is. People are in such dire need for hope, they cling on to the most shiniest things, not realizing that it's gold-plated. And you got gold right there in front of you. All you got to do is dust it up, and that's real gold. But it looks because it doesn't look as shiny, you Mm. don't realize that. So don't let the, the, don't let the, 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 how can I say, those who seem well-spoken or poised and take their time and enunciate and tell to tell you information that you can get from Google. So we're giving information that only resonates with your soul. When chef talks, your soul moves. When I talk, no matter how brash I am, you feel it someplace inside you because that's the truth. That's how the truth feels. The truth feels like that. The truth feels. A lie is long-winded. It's long-winded. Truth, you just feel it go. Oh, he ain't lying. That's what that's what we're doing over here. 
But you'll see. Give me time. You'll see. Well, I'll definitely be tuned in and locked into you guys, Chef. I definitely want to pick your brain about the music business when you when when the he got a Michael Jackson gold medal uh, uh, um, see, gold that, album plaque. That's I knew. I, like I he, knew look, look, <laughs> he I don't know. Look, I don't. Don't do it to me. Don't do it. Don't do it. Like, remember, you can't really see it from here. Look how old it is. Look, the the cassette part of it, the cassette part of it fell. But this was one of. This was one of my favorite plaques. This is actually Remember the Time from Michael Jackson. Oh, I got that. Wow. Yeah, I got that plaque when I was 19 years old. And, you know, it was an honor to be able to work with him, be able to, uh, you know, be in the same place with a legend and be able to represent him. That's another conversation. I was about to say, I know you got stories. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, my brothers. Well, I, I thank y'all. I thank yeah. you both for coming out for your time and energy. And I definitely want to bring you guys back on um, soon. So um, I'll be in touch. And uh, like I said, I look forward to seeing you guys grow and prosper on this on this platform. So yeah. I'm locked in. I'm sure the people got some out of it. And so yeah, and come on our platform too. We have a, oh we have, man, uh, please yes, yes, yeah. yes. Anytime you want, we do every day from seven to ten Eastern time. Okay, it's it's very spicy topic. So get ready for that. Oh, they like spice. But communicate. Remember, it's going to be a safe space, so you don't have to worry about being attacked. You know what I'm saying? That's what's up. Right. Well, once again, I, I thank you guys. Um, I'm going to go ahead and let you guys get up, get up out of here. Enjoy the rest of y'all afternoon. So, or right. evening, rather. So, mm-hmm. um, with, that, with that being said, peace, brothers. Thank you. Thank you guys for being here. Thank you, brother. I appreciate you. God bless. Thank you, yes, sir. For real. Yo. Uh, that I was, I, I'm happy. I'm in a good place. Yo, King is gonna stir the pot. <laughs> King gonna stir the pot on you. So, um, thank y'all for hanging out. Um, the whole um, on the wake of radio, www.onthewakeofradio.com, 24-7-365, all the platforms. Shout out my producer, Cindy Ashby. Um, y'all enjoy the rest of y'all afternoon. I will. We'll be back tomorrow with the Grand Inquisitors. Y'all have a good one. Peace.